Howdy, folks. Tomorrowland Transit Authority Metroliner non-stop now departing Rocket Tower Plaza Station for a round-trip Super Skyway Tour. Today, I want to share with you some of our ideas for Disney World. Good luck, Mars team. You are on the clock. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast with your hosts, Dewey, Ron, and Tony. Here, we love to talk about the Walt Disney World Resort, the way we remember it, how it's changed, and why we still enjoy visiting the most magical place on Earth. We're not experts, but we want to share our unique experiences and memories with you. You may learn some facts you never knew before, and you may return to some of your own memories of the Walt Disney World Resort. And we'd love to share these memories together. So come with us on a podcast journey as we reflect on the WDW Reflections Podcast. Please stand clear of the doors. Reflections. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast, your unofficial guide through Disney World memories and their connections to the parks we know and love today. I am Dewey, one of the hosts of the show, and this is episode 40 of the WDW Reflections Podcast. Thanks for joining us here today. Before we get into this episode's main topic, we'd like to invite y'all to connect with us through all our social media and all of our pages and such. We'd like to invite you to connect with us through WDW Reflections Podcast at Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube, or just WDW Reflections on Twitter. And of course, you can find everything about this podcast all in one site, the all new, eh, sort of new, it's been around for a couple of months now, WDWReflectionsPodcast.com. That is the new home for everything of it has to do with our our show here all right with that out of the way let's get started with the show with me today are my podcast travel buddies ron and tony my good buddy ron's coming to us from cleveland tennessee how you doing ron doing well hope everyone else is doing well happy new year crazy to um be into the new year it is crazy so i mean we're recording this on January 14th and uh, so it's we're, we're already two weeks into the new year and uh, we'll talk about that here in a second but yes Ron good to see you happy new year buddy and then coming to us from the Big Apple my good buddy Tony G how you doing Tony hey I'm doing okay Dewey happy new year to you guys good to see you all good to see our audience out there thank you for listening as Dewey mentioned there's a bunch of different places to go see us and you can also catch clips from the show on YouTube. I think we have a new handle there. I believe it was uh, youtube.com slash at WDW Reflections Podcast. So you can go there and see our videos. Yeah, I, I, that, that happened just a few weeks ago. YouTube sent out a whole like emails and all that kind of stuff, you know, now you can pick your handle or whatever. Right. So so that's pretty cool. So we, we snatched up the I'm sure there was a long line of folks trying to get WDW Reflections podcast. So luckily we beat them to it. (laughs) And for anybody who's new to the show, you can go back and see some of the episodes and find out a little bit more about our backgrounds and stuff. And maybe in a future show, we'll just revisit that for some of you guys who haven't heard us. We've been doing the show since um, late, was it 2021? 
August 2021. So if you go back and watch some of the early stuff, you can see how, you know, we started out to where we are now. We are basically professional performers <laughs> here on the WDW Reflections podcast now. Back then we were amateurs, you know, but <laughs> now we are seasoned veterans of the podcast game, right? Yeah. And as far as Walt Disney World, we've been there so many times since then. <laughs> well, Ron's been there. We no, have not since then. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you haven't been since no, we started the show? Not since we started. No, yes, you did. You went in 2020, early 22, didn't you? No, he didn't go. I thought that was 21. Then 21, yeah. Was it? Right mm-hmm. after we started. Right. Holy smokes, that's crazy. I mean, right before we right started. Before. Wow, okay. I thought you and you and Melissa went. Uh, no, that was 21 for our anniversary. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. Well, Which I guess I you know better than me. <laughs> so so with that in mind we're both basically talking about our memories of what disney was like uh two to three years ago and beyond in my case it goes further i only i was only able to visit um in 2020 for two days so um anyway we have a lot of of, of memories and things that go back in time and and we like to share that with you guys and if you look at the videos aside from looking at us we'll sometimes insert things from pictures and and uh and memories that we have that you can't necessarily hear when you're listening to the show. Yeah, looking us, looking at us is not really the selling point of the show. It's yeah, uh, go see it's some more clips. about the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely so, have a voice. <laughs> yes, we're, we're we're much better heard than seen, but we have videos anyway. So, guys, we haven't been together since um, really the end of November. We were. Uh, we got together a little bit early before we started recording this morning and we realized that, um, and that wasn't planned. That wasn't planned. We planned on doing a show, at least one in December. We typically record two shows a month. And the last one we put up was at the end of November when we were talking about the the Bob Chapek firing. So uh, I, I got the flu and was really, really sick over uh christmas and ron i know you had lots of family stuff going on and traveling and stuff tony you got ill there towards the end of 2022 so um it was unplanned an unplanned hiatus i guess you could say but looks like we've all bounced back and we're all happy to be here starting season three of the podcast so now that we're into 2023 right this will be the first episode of season three so glad to be here with you guys missed talking with y'all and and listeners we missed y'all too all seven of you so uh (laughs) good to be back and uh fellas it's good to good to see you guys again too it's been almost two months so good to be back good to see you haven't seen you since last year oh there we go yes there it is dad jokes galore all right so fellas with all that out of the way, what do you think? Y'all ready to get to some reflecting on this week's episode of the WDW Reflections podcast? Let's look back. Let's yeah. go. All right. So this week, we're going to roll out a new segment that we've been talking about for a while now. We've kind of bounced this idea around, and uh, I think we're ready to debut. By now, if you've been listening to the show, You've definitely heard us use the phrase or seen us post on our social media pages, the hashtag refurbish, not replace in regards to Disney's unfortunate habits 
of destroying an attraction in order to create a new one in its space. So with that in mind, we've come up with a new kind of episode and we're calling it Remain, Refurbish or Replace. When we tackle one of these episodes, we're gonna put on our, our Imagineer hats, select a Walt Disney World attraction, and we're gonna make the big decisions for the future of the park and answer the big question. Should that attraction remain as it is? Should it be refurbished or should it be completely replaced? So we're gonna to refer to this new segment as the Triple R Challenge. And we're gonna do these from time to time. So uh, basically we're calling it a Triple R because well, the three words that start with the word or the letter R, remain, refurbish and replace. But Tony, you have a, when we were talking about this, you have a bit of Disney history that actually Triple R is uh, kind of a, an homage to, or we're gonna honor a previous, a previous Triple R. What was that all about? That's correct, Dewey. Uh, for those of you who might remember back in the 1950s, uh, you might not, our audience may not remember, but you probably are aware there was a, a show called the, the Original Mickey Mouse Club. And on that show, there were a series of shorts that came on every week that were called the Spin and Marty Show. And it was about these guys who went, essentially went to a, a camp at a ranch. And the ranch itself was called the Triple R Ranch. So when Dewey said Triple R, the first thing that popped in my head was the old ranch uh, song that went uh, yippee yay yippee I, yippee-o. And I'll play a little bit of that for you guys who don't remember it. Way out there on a triple R, yippee-yay, yippee-o. The horses are the best by far, yippee-yay, yippee-o. So saddle up, boys, and saddle up well, and listen to the story that we have to tell. Yippee-yay, yippee-yay, yippee-o. Uh, the Triple R Ranch was a fun place that the the guys used to go on spin and marty so i think that's a cool way ironically i'm wearing a mickey mouse club t-shirt today so totally unplanned forward. right totally unplanned, unplanned that's correct hey tony i think that song should be the theme entry to to this segment every time yeah that's a good idea yeah hey. that's a good idea i like that so should i stay or should i go <laughs> okay now we're wow. getting, that, that's a different song that's, that's awesome <laughs> i didn't know you were a songwriter uh, yeah i believe that's called plagiarism i believe that that's what just happened oh is that what that is <laughs> yeah that's not called songwriting <laughs> tony we're gonna call you vanilla ice because you just <laughs> you just ice ice baby us. <laughs> i'm all for it tony i'm i'm in your corner <laughs> well, with that in mind, are we gonna if we're gonna jump right into it? Let's hear the theme. All right, so now it would appear we've just started a new tradition. So that's great, love it. Um, nice. I, I love when things kind of just happen. Like none of that was planned, and wow, that's just going to be fantastic. All right, so for the first installment of Remain, Refurbish, and Replace, the Triple R Challenge. We've selected over at what, well, you know, I'm old school and I'm grumpy and, and don't uh, change and all of that. So I still call it MGM Studios, but I guess we should call it Hollywood Studios. Over at Hollywood Studios, we've selected the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular right there in the front of the park. So that's what we're going to do today on the triple r challenge should indiana jones epic stunt spectacular remain as it is should it be refurbished 
or should it just be completely replaced? So um, how do we want to do this, guys? We just want to do a little round table. We're each going to give our opinion. I'm good with that. If y'all are good with that, does that sound good? That sounds good. Yeah. All right. So Tony, why don't we start with you? You're the you're the triple R guy. You're wearing your Mickey Mouse Club T-shirt there. Why don't we start with you? What's your opinion? Triple R challenge here with the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. If you were an Imagineer and you were making the big decision, what would you do? This one is particularly difficult for me because aside from being a Disney fan, I'm also a huge Lucasfilm fan and also a huge fan of the original uh, Disney MGM Studios. And back in the 1990s, when I used to visit the park, that was one of the things that I would always go see. Aside from Star Tours, I would always sit in and watch the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular. However, I will have to say that as time went on, I kind of stopped visiting that area because I'd seen the show and I kind of knew how it went. And the fact remains that it's been over maybe now 13, 15 years since I've even seen that show, uh, aside from clips on, on YouTube. So this one's difficult because I don't know. There's a part of me that wants it to remain because it harkens back to the era uh, of when I used to visit the park. But there's a part of me that says, okay, you know, it's time to change that show up, do something completely new. Um, there's a new Indiana Jones movie coming up in a couple of months. Maybe they can incorporate new things from that in there. Or uh, this this is going to be a, a, tough, a, a tough answer because I think in a way it's, it's sort of a mixture of all three. There's, there's reasons I have for all three of them. One of them is to remain because it's the way I remember it. The second would be to change it up and make it reflect something new like the new Indiana Jones or the new and uh, one of the ideas that I had is that uh, that show was originally set up to show you how those movie um, uh, stunts were done and so now those are done kind of differently now we've got the uh, that oh, I'm blanking out on the name but that new stage that they've got set up for the Mandalorian the, the volume the volume um, mm -hmm. that that they do all those uh, stunts against now it'd be wonderful to have a lot of the maybe show what the stunts were like in the old days and now show how it's done in current day with green screen or the volume or whatever maybe a combination of that if they're going to keep the show or there's always that part of me that that thought many years ago that it was time for that show to move on bring the indiana jones ride or something in that spot replace it with something that's uh, a little bit more exciting uh, for an audience to go to. But with that said, the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular, every time I've seen videos of it online, even recently, the audience is always responsive to it. It's generally packed in there. They love watching what's going on in there. It still brings a lot level of excitement. So this is hard. I, I would say remain only because it's a classic, but it's got to update itself a little bit. So, so yeah. then that's refurbish. Refurbish it. Come yeah. on, Tony, pick one. I, it, that's hard. <laughs> it's a hard one. It's a hard one. And I even, I, you know, I wrote down notes to try to help me think about this. But I, I would say I don't want it to go away. I don't want Indiana Jones's presence to go away from that park. But um, they've got to do something to to refurbish it a bit. Let's let's. I'll say refurbish. So you want it to stay Indiana Jones. Yes. And you want it to remain as a, a, a stage show. 
if you will. Stay as a stage show, but perhaps incorporate new things into it. Like, what, okay. what does a volume look like in in real life? You know, what, is, what, do, what do you do to make these special effects happen today? So we know that, you know, originally the, the whole idea of the Disney MGM Studios was that it was a working production studio. Park. And mm -hmm. you were, you know, when you came there, you were watching films be made and they did do some production and stuff and I, I think lilo and stitch was created there they actually had animators oh and stuff. tons of things they had some um, tv shows there that yeah. we, we actually went and watched one of them in the slime show i think it was or well something. no that's nickelodeon but oh sorry they, they, that must have been <laughs> you meant the mickey mouse club was filmed i there. did yeah uh and so the mickey mouse club with Justin Timberlake talking about it earlier, Justin Timberlake and Christina Aguilera. And I think Britney Spears was on Britney it too Spears, when right. they were all like 11 or something, 11 yeah. years old. Uh, I remember when that was on the backlot tour, yeah. you, you would ride the tram through and you would see the back where now it's, um, Woody's, uh, or what is it? Um, uh, Toy Story Mania, Toy Story and, and, building, and Star Wars area. Yeah. Yes. That building you would drive through and you could look down through big glass panels and see the sound stages and you would and, also see like the facades of buildings like they had the golden girls uh, yes. house mm -hmm. facade in front of it and Absolutely. i understand that where that used to be is now where olga's cantina is yes so the building where toy story mania is that it that was part of the backlot tour and inside that were the sound stages and that's where mickey mouse club was uh was recorded i drove through there one time and saw the wheel of fortune set down there they recorded some wheel of fortune shows there so you know in the beginning it was supposed to be you were you were and you know they in were the stealing movies. yeah they were stealing the idea from, from universal, universal studios hollywood yeah and you know bob i'm not bob Iger. um michael eisner. michael eisner was never one to you know not use somebody else's great idea so you know that was what was going on so it made sense to have the indiana jones stunt spectacular to show you and and you know the the whole thing of that show is you know you're you're watching a movie being made and the director's like cut cut and you know make sure the stunt stunt uh, stunt man or the stunt double or whatever is safe and all that stuff and they involve the audience as well sure as we've had Matt uh, from the five hundred first on before explaining his experiences of being chosen yes. to be part of that so um, it's a little it's one of the last places where they're still tr still selling the idea that it's a studio although the entire rest of the park doesn't do that anymore right um so it's it does have that nostalgia kind of thing to it so so i i see where you're coming from you're saying keep it a stage show keep it indiana jones but bring in some elements of other other installments of the series yeah some, actually some... you know what you just made me think of something it doesn't necessarily even have to be indiana jones because since that time lucasfilm is now part of disney so why not make it a lucasfilm epic stunt show where perhaps you can start with indiana jones maybe move on to the mandalorian and finally have him be there you know show how do how do you do those effects with the volume um how do you do the new shows that you do on disney um that are related or even incorporate marvel for that many maybe the maybe the whole how do you do a disney plus epic 
done spectacular. This is how we do all our shows. And, and here's a bit of, of everything. Like something that, that incorporates the IP as well as keeps the original idea of what that was supposed to be. So now you might be onto something. Now you might be onto something. If they can incorporate some of their other franchises, that's now you might be onto something. The Disney Plus Epic Stunt Spectacular. <laughs> so they they keep the the big giant ball that rolls down and almost runs over yeah. Andy from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then the next scene is something from the Mandalorian. And then the next scene is something from, you know, uh, I don't know. It, it can't be, you know, the Avengers because the whole deal with Universal right. having the rights. But there's, you know, they could do Guardians of the Galaxy. They right. could do there's there's characters from the Marvel Universe that they are allowed to use. And those those characters are kind of missing from that park. So maybe they can bring them in there. Well, there, is there any Marvel? I'm just trying to think. Public I don't think studios? so. No. Oh yeah, because they belong in Epcot. No. Well, they've got that when they when they built that new street next to the Muppets. I thought that that was going to be some kind of Marvel related thing, but it turned out not to be anything. So I'm I'm not completely hating your idea, Tony. That could be something pretty cool. That could be something pretty cool. That Imagineer hat fits you quite well. Thank you. Tony G. Very well done. So, Tony, you're going with refurbish. Refurbish it. Yeah. All right. Ron, my man, what do yeah, you got? Um, Triple R challenge, Ron. What you got? For me, Tony brought up a lot of the same points that I think I had. Um, one, though, that I really like is that it does incorporate showing you that movie magic that you don't see anywhere else in the park they did some of that with the stunt show um spectacular i think was the name where they had cars and oh, lights motors action yeah. there you go yeah and if they still had that i think that did a better job of of showing some action and being in stunts but they don't have that anymore and then the other thing that changed my mind this weekend unlike tony i did not know that there was a movie coming out um of indiana jones very soon and i think june 30th it actually releases and with that news i really like the idea that this show shows some of that old movie magic and incorporating some new movie magic from the new show i think would be a lot of fun <clears throat> and and i like that it's a classic but but even younger people i think with it, especially with it coming out with a newer movie um i think that if it's done well it's gonna re ignite that indiana jones fever that we had so much at the end of the was it 80s when yeah indiana the 80s. Jones was so um hyped and for that reason i think that for me i would refurbish this and give it a nice power wash and add the elements i i'm not sure that i like the idea of a disney plus thing i i like the idea of keeping it 
um, Indiana Jones and making it, you know, it, I, it's just like they have the um, Beauty and the Beast um, stage show over by um, the hotel, the, um, wow, names Tower of Terror. By the Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. And I think that's a classic that people are just always going to, Watch. I think Indiana Jones is a is a something that is just a classic that should stay. And yeah, let's pull some new movie magic into it and show how we do stunts today versus yesterday. But keep the overall theme. Do you think Indiana Jones' look should be uh, uh, um, look uh, uh, updated? In in other words, should he look more like the the new gray and gruffer Harrison Ford rather than the younger? Uh, Brasher and Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe. Uh, I just think that it definitely is a classic and that it still hits heartstrings and still has a means of entertainment. Mm -hmm. So I love Harrison Ford, but, um, and I love Indiana Jones, but I don't know that I want my stunt show to reflect 76 year old Indiana Jones. You know, I don't want him to be, you know, running away from the, the big giant boulder and then be like, Oh, my back. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that's what I want from my, uh, from my stunt show. Uh, so I'm going to say if, if we're going with you guys, you both want to refurbish it. We're going to stay with young Indiana Jones. He's, he's still young and, and courageous and all of those things that Indiana Jones is. Um, but so both of you are going with refurbish, right? Yeah. Tony, you definitely went yeah. refurbish. Ron, you're saying refurbish? Yeah, refurbish. Okay. So y'all are probably going to be surprised by my I know answer. where you're going with that statement, I think. <laughs> you're probably going to be surprised because listen, um, I, I think of the three of us, I'm probably the grumpiest old guy here. Um, if you say what you're lining this up to say, you are a hypocrite. Hey, you just relax for a second. Let me get this out. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, but I'm probably, I know I'm the, I say it more than anybody else here. The three of us, I say refurbish, not replace more than anybody else. Uh, so I've put a lot of thought into this. You know, you guys know we've been talking about this show for over a month. And, yeah. You know, like we we said, you know, we got sick and Christmas mm -hmm. and lots of busyness over December. So I've I've thought about this a lot over the last month or so. I love Indiana Jones, and I love nostalgia. You know, I would rather have Horizons than Mission Space. I would rather have World of Motion than Test Track. I would rather have, you know, basically in almost every example, I this would probably such a bad path. <laughs> almost every example, I would select or choose the um, the original attraction. Uh, our good friend over at Theme Park Life had a, a a meme earlier this week that was you know you had to pick uh had pick one if you were going to bring something back and it was great movie ride and horizons and the backlot tour and all that and and i made a comment on that that 
that thread about every single one of these is the original was better than its replacement all except uh the backlot tour because i think i would rather have galaxy's edge than the backlot tour so i am almost probably 90 percent of the time i would err on the side of nostalgia rather than destroy it and build something new so that got me to thinking you know if i'm and 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 here's ron i'm going to uh speak to the point that you keep trying to make i'm going to explain myself here <laughs> so as i've been thinking about it over the last month or so i've realized that my love of nostalgia is typically more about rides than it is stage shows. I wouldn't be upset if the Beauty and the Beast stage show went away. I, I don't see that every time I go. I've seen it probably 30 or 40 times over its lifespan. Uh, I can't remember the last time I've seen it. It's probably been a decade. I don't know that I would be upset if the Voyage of the Little Mermaid went away there in the animation courtyard. I don't know that I would be upset if that was gone. I can't remember the last time I saw that. I never stop and watch the castle show anymore. You know, they do the show with Mickey and friends and stuff up on the castle. That changes all the time. I'm not nostalgic for those. So I think that's how I feel about Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. I, I can't remember the last time I saw that. It's probably been, gosh, at least seven or eight years. It's not something I go to see. It's not something I miss. It's not something I'm excited about. So I think that I'm less passionate about stage shows. Maybe that's, maybe that's, maybe the that's the out you're going to use. Yes. Maybe that's how I'm getting <laughs> out of this corner that I've painted myself into with refurbish, not replace, because if it were me and got my Imagineer hat on, if it were me, I think I would replace the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. This thing's got a giant footprint, right? It's a giant amphitheater. I don't know. There's like 3,000 seats or something in this thing, right? It's got a huge stage and all of that room. You know, they've got the, the set with the boulder. They've got the set with the, the, they bring in the town or whatever, and they fall down from the second story and all that stuff that some people do. It's got the set with the big air, like a full-size actual German airplane, you know, explosions and all that stuff. It's a gigantic footprint. Not to mention that directly behind that is open space. There is so much land there and probably they could expand a little bit behind it too they could do something really really cool with that spot and i'm not opposed to it remaining indiana jones i love indiana jones and 
Uh, all except for that, what was it, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, or what was the fourth one, Tony? I don't even yeah, remember. Can them, can them... Was that it? Yeah. Uh, besides that one, which that one was just okay, I guess. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Uh, really excited for the new one. But I would love for them to keep it Indiana Jones. I, I think for sure Indiana Jones has a place there at Hollywood Studios. But I'm going to say replace it, man. I don't know if it needs to be a cookie cutter copy of the Indiana Jones ride over there at uh, Disneyland. I know that they're getting ready to do a refurbishment of that one here pretty soon. And it sounds like that one's in such disrepair after all these years now, too. That's what I've heard. I've heard. But we know over the last decade, many Disney attractions right. are in a state of disrepair um that that's a whole other story but uh i would i would be happy to see indiana jones stay that's one of the greatest movie characters of all time for sure um but i'm ron sorry dude sorry i'm uh you know being a bit of a hypocrite here because i'm the one that's always banging the refurbishment no, i guess the only thing I, the only question i have for you is i just thought I honestly thought replace was not even an option for you. And, and so the question is, is cause we always say refurbish, not replace. And if you want to bring something new, they've got plenty of land to do something new. Why not just bring an Indiana Jones and refurbish this? So you want to keep the stunt spectacular Indiana Jones stunt spectacular and add an additional indiana jones attraction so we're gonna we've already got toy story land we've already got now galaxy's edge which a lot of people call call star wars land right. so you're you're suggesting we have indiana jones land and we just add an indiana jones attraction somewhere close to the indiana jones stunt spectacular i'm not opposed to that if they use some of y'all's ideas to improve oh yeah it's, it's i'm in total agreement honestly i was going to say replace until i learned that there was a movie coming out i'm like okay that's going to re-establish some some buy-in and i think it will hopefully leverage them to do something with that show they definitely need to um improve it take it out and, of the 90s and make it something more modern yeah so yeah but i'm fine with you saying replace i <laughs> truly am just extremely shocked that you use the word replace well i like to you know a good movie is nothing if it doesn't have a twist right or a there you like go that. so i'm throwing in a twist you know nobody there, expected that's fair. me fair enough I, look that show it, it has not changed in 30 years that's true or whatever 1989 that was like 40 years ago i guess yeah, right it's it's Isn't almost it? i don't know it's definitely an age show so it it needs something stage and rides are i i have to agree with you rides are a little bit different in that there's a new you, there's a thrill to a ride that is not necessarily in a stage show and once you've seen a stage show i've always i'm not a big go back and watch movies my wife could watch a movie i don't 
dude, I don't even want to tell you how many times we've watched a few of these shows. But that being <laughs> said, um, I can see that. That's that's fair. I think that Disney has a tendency to yank things that people love, which I I mean, tar the tar uh, my pet peeve that they've yanked is the Tarzan show. I thought it was an excellent show. Now they brought um Little Nemo and it's I really like that show too, but I like anyway, getting off track. But. So that so is that one of the original one of the last original things from MGM that's there, right? Is the Indiana Jones um it has else? to be the last, last original. One, right? It's it's gotta be because uh Star Tours is still there, but it didn't open with the park. Right. I, I, it's got to be the last original attraction left from, and and I can't remember for sure. I think Indiana Jones was an opening day attraction, but it, it's it's definitely original to the park, whether it opened on opening day or not. Star Tours didn't, so it I'm is always amazed last. though when I when I do watch the videos and see how how crowded it it still is to this day because. I mean, admittedly, the last time I went there it was for a visit to Galaxy's Edge, and we had our whole day planned around that. But I totally forgot that Indy was there just across the way. You know, completely forgot. Even though when I used to go to that park, that used to be one of my main stops. You know, and look at it from this perspective. You know, we've been there dozens of times, the three of us, mm -hmm. right? But, and even though it, it, it seems inconceivable to me, but there's still plenty of people on this planet that have never been to Disney World. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, so the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular is a new thing to see for many people. And it's a show. It's one of those three shows that are multiple shows that are existing in that park. It's Absolutely. Like the, well, the park you, know, you see shows. I already referred to Beauty and the Beast and Voyage of the Little Mermaid. And, and then you add this one. I think Mermaid's That's shut, three. though, isn't it? Isn't, isn't Mermaid shut down? I don't know that it's reopened since COVID yet. No, and they, uh, no, they also do have uh, Phantasmic with the big audience. And, and the there's also... Show, and um, the ones in the soundstage areas. What's that? It used to be Bear in the Big Blue House. Now oh, it's yeah. Disney... Frozen like, or something, isn't it? I don't know what's in there now. It was it was JoJo for a while. It was, yeah, it was JoJo. I think it is Frozen Sing-Along. Frozen Sing-Along. No, the Frozen Sing-Along is in the where Superstar Television. Oh, you're right. And oh. Doug was. That's where the Frozen Sing-Along is now. I I can't remember what's in the Animation Courtyard. It, there that stage show. It was, it was um, Disney Junior. I think last time I was there, but I, I don't know that that's reopened either. But you know, it's right across, basically across the courtyard from Voyage to Little Mermaid. But there's a lot of stage shows there at the studios, which, you know, I mean, if you think about it, it it's because it goes back to the history of what that park was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, but I'm just not a lover of stage shows. You know, I, that's just really not my thing. I don't go to the local. You don't ask to be picked. You don't whatever. raise your hand when they say. No, <laughs> no, I don't go to the local theater and, and you know, see people perform stage shows you know I, I, not really my thing i guess so it's not really my thing at disney either i'm I, I don't fall in love with stage shows at disney the way i do attractions so but um, as much as as much as i would want it to, to remain disney though i'm sorry to remain indie i 
actually would not feel bad if they were able to somehow make it a Marvel thing. It would because I think that's a good spot for it. There's a New York City street right across from um, from the Muppets, and I think that's a good place to incorporate more of what's happening with with their Marvel universe. So they don't have any kind of presence in that park. I would hate to see Indy go, but if they had to replace it with something, I think that's where it should go. So, Ron, if it's okay with you, uh, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm that's. <laughs> That's my thought process. I, I would probably replace that one. Um, you know, Fair enough. a lot of space there, and I think that they could do something really cool. They can it could say Indiana Jones. Tony, I love your idea about making it uh, maybe Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm yeah. or maybe actually I think your you the Disney. way your idea evolved into the Disney Plus stunt yeah. show. I think that's a fantastic idea. Because they can incorporate all their shows, many of their yeah. franchises that they that they that they own, you know, and keep some indie, throw in some Star Wars, and you know how in. much that would pack people in. I mean, absolutely. Be not, I mean, not really, that's almost you're 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 appeasing just about any any uh, you know consumer, any any, and staying in staying in theme with the original idea of what it was supposed to be. Absolutely. So um with staying like you i like your idea of it stays with the classic opening of 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 him running against the ball and then it becomes all these other stunts from from the uh from the other movies and shows so really your idea is the best one but since i can't take credit for it i'm going to say replace it <laughs> I, I like your idea the best i love the disney plus epic stunt spectacular yeah. i think that's a fantastic idea uh but man you don't I, go see it once No, because I've seen Indiana Jones probably 25 times or so over the years. I yeah, bet you I've seen, I've seen it, it times many times. So I, I would go see it more than just once. And, you know, something like that, if you're going to call it the Disney Plus stunt show or whatever, you can rotate that stuff yeah. too every five years or something. Or, you know, every time there's a new a new ant-man movie you right. can bring in kang you know kang is coming to the new quantum mania movie right so now kang i think ant-man is is ant-man one of the characters they can use in florida i don't know probably um i know they can't use the avengers they can't use what's the rule they can't use anybody that is currently being used at universal studios mm -hmm. islands of adventure so any of those characters on marvel superhero island you know the avengers which is, you know, Captain America and Iron Man and Hulk and all those guys. They can't use Doctor Doom. They can't use Spider-Man, but they can use the others. So uh, I, I I don't believe I've ever seen Ant-Man utilized there at Universal Studios at Islands of Adventure. So, you know, throw in a Ant-Man character there and then, you know, you could add to it. And right she now, Hulk, Kang is coming Moon out, Knight, right? Um... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Daredevil. Absolutely. Absolutely. Daredevil's um, so, a very there. You go. Daredevil has a lot of stunts in it. So they have a new show coming up as well. So yeah, yeah there's lots of things we can do. That's a that's a pretty good idea, Tony. You win Thank this you. round of the Triple R Challenge. I think I'm I'm going. Uh, we don't have a trophy. We need a trophy. You <laughs> win the inaugural Triple R Challenge. I think. I think that was definitely the best idea. That's good stuff. No offense to you, Ron. And, you know, I hate to lose, but 
Uh, Tony, I think you win. That was that was a, a stroke of genius. Why you're not a Disney Imagineer, I don't know. That would be my only idea. Then I'd have to quit. <laughs> it's one and done. Sorry, I got right? nothing. I got nothing. I'm done. <laughs> All right, that's good stuff, guys. So so that's it. There there you go. That is the inaugural triple R challenge: remain, refurbish, or replace. So guys, let us know in. You know, once we get this episode posted, let yeah, us know you in guys the comments think? and stuff. What do y'all think? We would love to hear from y'all. What do you think about the Triple R Challenge this week or this episode for the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular? Would you leave it the way it is? Because you're a, you're a nostalgia kind of person. Would you refurbish it or would you replace it altogether? So... Let us know in the comments and uh, let's have some fun with Way that. Out there on the All right. So let's move on over to uh, the next segment. This is uh, something we do every episode called What's Happening Around Walt Disney World? And holy smokes, y'all. So this has been, uh, in recent memory, this has probably been one of the biggest news weeks, I guess you could say, in, in recent memory. Uh, and it, this, is, this stuff is bigger than what they released in that very mediocre parks panel at D23 this year. Uh, we didn't find out anything interesting at D23 at the parks panel this year. Very disappointing. So it appears they just waited until the second week of January to knock our socks off. Uh, goodness gracious. So lots of news from Walt Disney World this week. The, the Probably the biggest or most exciting thing is, believe it or not, the big wigs over at Disney heard many, many, many thousands of complaints by Disney guests about the overnight parking fees that we're forced to pay when staying at the at a Walt Disney World Resort. Disney this week announced that they have rolled that back. Beginning immediately, it started on January 10th. No longer will you have to pay a parking fee for your automobile if you are staying at a Disney Resort. Free overnight parking returns to the Walt Disney World Resort. So goodness gracious, that is a a huge announcement. You know, it 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 went on a sliding scale, I guess you could say, depending on what resort you stayed at. It was, you know, the value resorts, the moderate resorts and the the deluxe resorts. So if you're paying more for your hotel room, you're automatically going to pay more for the parking spot. So I think it started around $19 a, a night to park at a at a value resort all the way up to 35 or 40 don't quote me on that but somewhere around there for the deluxe resorts and guys disney is listening finally they haven't heard a thing we've said in the last 5 years but they they heard all the guests complaining about additional fees and and they actually in the press release disney actually referred to that in an attempt to make your stay at the Walt Disney World Resort more affordable, we are going to 
get rid of the parking, the overnight parking at a Disney resort. So no longer are you going to pay to park at the hotel. So what do you guys think about that? That was gigantic news this week. I, I didn't look. I can't remember the last time Disney said, hey, guys, we're charging y'all too much. <laughs> let's take that. Let's roll that back a little bit. I don't know that that's ever happened. So I think it's a, a definitely a good thing. I, I, I remember when I used to stay at the resorts, one of the perks was the fact that you didn't have to pay for parking overnight. So this is something that's really good news. I, I know the, the, the cost will probably be incorporated into the um, hotel costs somehow anyway, but it's nice to know that you don't have that extra charge. I mean, look, when you're, if you're staying at the, the contemporary or the yeah. Grand Floridian or whatever, you're already, you know, depending on what time of year you're you renting go, a car for one. Yeah, sure. You're already paying for the car because you probably flew there. But if you're staying at one of the monorail loops or something, one of the, you know, yeah. the, the, that you can the walk deluxe to resorts, or, yeah. you're paying anywhere from like 600 to $900 a night. And then they're like, hey, thank you for your $1,000. You still owe me $35 for that little square of concrete per day per day. Yeah, that was that was just nuts to me. So, you know, like I said, Disney doesn't really make a habit of giving you a refund or anything, but this was pretty big news. So, um, you know, that's pretty awesome. Uh, the next yeah, thing for me, they, I think, well, oh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, go no, ahead. you're good. I think that for me, it's still that's awesome right and exciting and you're right do they they've not to my recollection have never lowered a price <laughs> they have provided some pretty awesome specials going from now now and then you know where they did free dining that free was dining. huge mm -hmm, for sure and so they're i think sometimes they they do but i think they still have a, i think for me to feel like they have heard us, I think they still have a little bit to do personally. I, I, I mean, that's awesome um, that they've not going to charge me an additional $25 because of whatever, because most hotels do that. Um, anyway, that's my. I, I it's awesome thank you perfect do some more well ron they are doing more because they also announced this week that at least they're doing more if you are a annual pass holder because they also announced that they're no longer going to require park reservations after 2 p.m if you were an annual pass holder and well, unless you're going to Magic Kingdom on a weekend, but any other time, if you go in after 2 p.m. with your annual pass, you do not have to make a park reservation. So Dude, I don't live in Florida. Oh, well, you know, you don't have to live in Florida to have an annual pass. But, True. you know, I mean, you're going to have to make trips down there a lot if, you know, if you own the annual pass, so if you're going to get your money's worth. Right. Right. But. I once did that. It was the greatest. It was, I knew I was going to make several trips to Florida from 2004 to 2005, and I bought the annual pass, and it was great. 
you know, look, it 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 almost inspires you to go more. It's like, well, I've got this pass. It makes oh, sense absolutely. to go, right? But so what do you guys, first of all, none of the three of us have an annual pass, so it doesn't directly affect me right now, but uh, that doesn't mean I don't have an opinion. <laughs> so uh, I think this is a step in the right direction. My guess is this is probably the first step towards maybe eventually eliminating the park reservation system altogether. I don't know. There's well, been no I, you know, it's it's gotten so complicated to even try to plan a trip. I don't even think people realize that you need a reservation to to get into the park. I mean, even as we do this show, I think that that was news to me a couple of weeks ago when I heard about it. I'm, I was like, they still require a reservation to go into the park. That's that's crazy. So it, it's, it's uh, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna defend the uh, the one thing I like about the reservations is you know that they know how many people are going to be in that park. Not that they don't when they're keeping it open, but there's a much more concentrated effort, I would think, to making sure the attendance stays at a certain level if you're taking reservations versus, hey, they're still coming. Keep those doors open and just keeping it crowded. I mean, it's still I, crowded, I may though. be still making it really crowded. Oh, they're still extremely crowded? Yeah. Look, and I'm going to tell you just because, you know, I have uh, family that have worked there. Uh, my father-in-law still works at Animal Kingdom, but my, my mother-in-law, uh, she's retired from there now, but she was a manager at Magic Kingdom. So her little um, whatever, Blackberry, or I, I, I don't remember what she had, but she had so much information that she could access at any time. And so when we were, if we were down there planning to go to one of the parks, she could pull out her, her little device and they knew at all times how many people were in the parks. And so we would make decisions if we were going to which oh, park wow. today based upon, she would look at it and be like, Oh, magic kingdom's extra crowded today. Let's don't go there. And you know, that information was already there. And I'm talking a decade ago, you know, long, long before any of this reservation stuff was, was a thing. Uh, okay. You've talked me out of the reservation system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is not new information, at least for uh, the, you know, the folks that uh, as cast members or managers, she had access to that in her, you know, her, her. And that really shouldn't surprise me. Disney is probably one of the forefront businesses in America. So or maybe so, the world you know that's great if you're an annual pass holder maybe that's an indication that it's going to happen you know but but really quickly together. dewey aside from being a pass holder just to explain how this works because i'm kind of confused let's say i had time off next week and i wanted to go down to disney world and i want to go to hollywood studios i would still have to make a reservation to go there right if there wasn't a reservation i couldn't go into the park i wanted to go to that day that's correct and that's, once they see, that's annoying and they uh, especially only when, have you know, it's, you know, it started during COVID because right. they had restrictions Which on how many sense people then. could go in. Yeah. So that's how it started. And Disney has found that they can manipulate things mm -hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff and having that system. But you're correct. You may, you may have a ticket. You may have your four-day park up or whatever. But you may find that when you go to make a reservation that that day is full and you're not going to. And you can't make the reservation to that same day still? 
Um, like for instance, if I bought a four day ticket for next week, I'm just randomly thinking here, you, I, would I be able to pick which days I'm going to do which park or do yes. I have to wait till that day? You can reserve ahead of time. Oh, okay. you cannot make Disney genie plus ride reservations or whatever it's called. Now, uh, you can't do that until the day of, but park reservations you can do ahead of time. I'm not sure what the time frame is, mm. but cause I haven't done it personally myself right. yet. Just curious. But, you can do it with uh ahead of time mm -hmm. but yes the, the, it, if there's no reservations then 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 you just don't go to that park that day and a minute ago tony you you said something about you didn't even know that was a thing yeah you know until a few weeks ago listen i follow a million different i follow a million different facebook you know disney yeah. groups and all that kind of stuff and I see frequently, probably once or twice a week, somebody that is, you know, planning a trip and and maybe are not Disney experts. They're they're trying to do this, especially as complicated as it is now. Very frequently in one of those groups that I follow, someone is like, oh, my God, help. I have tickets. I have airfare. I have hotel reservations mm -hmm. and all four parks are booked. I can't get a reservation. Oh, that is happening a lot. There's yeah. a there, you know, people that that are, you know, maybe planning a trip for the first time or just not mm -hmm. what we would consider a, a Disney expert and didn't know that you needed a reservation. And now they're stuck with non-refundable plane tickets or whatever. Yeah. And they can't even get into the park. That's sad. So uh, it's yeah, it is sad. And, you know, it is happening. Not everybody spends six months or whatever planning a trip. Right. Some people just go, you know, mm -hmm. and whether that's a good idea or not, you know, that's that's not for me to judge. But it, it does make it difficult. So so at least for annual pass holders, they don't have to worry about that anymore. But typically annual pass holders aren't the ones that have hotel reservations and flight, you know. Right. You they know, live some there. people do. But yeah. You know, maybe this is an indication that changes are coming and maybe that that will go away altogether someday. Yeah. Another I will say, though, but if you're trying to go to Disney and you live in Idaho and you've not done a little bit of homework, I mean, Disney's a pretty, I, I get it. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh because I know what I did to plan trips when they didn't have all these rules yeah. but ron listen um, I, and i'm not making this up this is an honest this is i've heard this is a story this happened to me i've been at a disney park you know standing inside a disney park and i have overheard someone say where is harry potter yeah yeah i mean you know there are people that don't have a clue these folks are paying thousands of dollars to get into a you know travel Is plans it? and hotels yep. and everything and they're standing inside the gates of a disney park and they don't even know that harry potter is over at universal studios not walt disney world so if you don't even know what franchise your park is located in then you probably don't know anything about the reservation system or the mm -hmm. Disney dining plan or that's fair. You know, there's folks that, that are just have no idea, dude. And I'm not joking. I have heard that from my very own ears. And I, I, and you know, me, I'm like, 
what? <laughs> you know, I couldn't believe it. But of course, yeah. I I I thought I watched slime at uh, Hollywood Studios. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But see, that's because <laughs> that's different. But that's just us being old and our memories not serving us well. Exactly. That's different than go. not planning a trip. Yeah, right. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt on that one, buddy. So yes. Anyway, another gigantic announcement this week. Attraction photos are now included in your Disney Plus Disney Genie Plus service. Say that five times fast. The, the Disney, free one or the or the pay one? No, Disney Plus or Genie Plus. You have to buy it. So if you buy the whatever the $15, you know, it is also on a sliding scale depending on when you're there. But the the Disney Genie Plus, you're basically if you're buying Fast Pass, which you know we used to get for free. If you're buying that service, then all the attraction photos for the day that you have purchased Disney Genie Plus, they're included. That's cool. That's, That's kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. That's a perk. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if you buy the Disney Genie Plus for your day at Hollywood Studios, then you're going to get the your free photo of you on Rock and Roller Coaster. You'll right. get your free photo of you falling in Tower of Terror. You know, so. Uh, you know, do they still include those with the photo pass now? If you buy the photo pass in advance, I don't know. I, I the last time I was there, you did. If you got photo pass, you just scanned your card at Test Track or whatever, and it went to your account. Uh, I haven't been there since, yeah. you know, so I don't know. But I do. When, when I, they when added I was there, the photo pass. I thought that was a really cool deal. Yes. Too. When I was there in 2020, before Genie Plus, they had the, the My Disney Experience, and we took some pictures with Darth Vader, and I think it was BB-8, and those showed up in, in the app, and we were able to just download mm -hmm. it for free. Mm -hmm. That is the way it was. You could do that with, you know, Test Track. You could scan it to your My Disney Plus. You, you could do it with your Magic Band or whatever. Uh, I, I don't know if that was still a thing. Um, now that they've moved they over to Disney it. Genie Plus, I'm not yeah. sure, but at least now, if you purchase Disney Genie Plus, that's a good perk. Uh, you get your attraction photos for that park for that day. And we'd gotten a, a really, really early on in the show, we'd gotten a question about is is the photo pass worth it? And this sounds like you know, under this, it's definitely something you can do. Yes, absolutely. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and then I don't know if this is the last bit of information uh, that came out this week, but this is the last thing I have in my notes for today is that Tron light cycle, you know, whatever that uh, that thing is called over there, light cycle run or something like that over at uh, Magic Kingdom there in Tomorrowland. It's next door neighbors to Space Mountain. Tron light cycle run has finally got an opening date. They've been running that thing and with humans on it for for quite some time they've they've been testing it and you know i don't know if you guys watched the the disney parks christmas thing but they showed you know imagineers have already been riding it and, and all that kind of stuff official opening date for that is april 4th 2022 so tron finally getting an official opening date it seems like that thing's been finished for six months but i don't know but so that's pretty cool. Finally getting some new stuff over at Magic Kingdom. Listen, they heard us. They 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 built something new without destroying something nostalgic. So it wouldn't have surprised me a bit if they'd have torn down Carousel of Progress to, to build Tron, because that's what they do lately. So the fact that we got a new attraction, 
uh, I applaud, you know, hooray Disney. I applaud that. And it's finally going to open April 4th. So. And in addition to that, they, they recently reopened the railroad. And now the railroad goes right by the Tron experience. So you can Guys, see. listen, the railroad has been closed for like four years. Yeah. It, it closed before COVID. And, you know, for refurbishment and stuff. And then, you know, during COVID, it just stopped. Like, they, they just stopped working on it. And, you know, so with Tron, they, they had to divert the railroad uh, the tracks or whatever they built a new tunnel so that it could go through and around and under and above and you know I mean, it, it's crazy the way they changed the the route of the the railroad you know did you guys you guys remember when they were building splash mountain they did something very similar did you were you guys did you guys ride the walt disney world railroad when they were building splash mountain back in the 80s i wasn't there yet okay so when you know that Splash Mountain, you know when you ride the railroad, you actually go through it and you can see the la- the yeah. end scene. Well, because of that, if you rode the Walt Disney World Railroad as they were building Splash Mountain, that the ride literally started at Main Street USA, and you got on it, and it you know choo choo, and you went through, and you got to Fantasyland, and it stopped, and then they put it in reverse. And you know, like when you're, you know, you're like, you know, when when a, when a, when a <laughs> truck is reversing, the the railroad went in reverse and just went back to Main Street, and you rode for that whatever in reverse in reverse. Yes, it was just a uh, out and back. You they just went to basically got to Frontierland, and they're like, that's the end of the road, guys. We're backing up, and they literally the train just went backwards and you got back to main street <laughs> and that's where you were. So wow. it's not unprecedented that they would have to, you know, change something or change the, the route of the track or whatever for a new attraction. But that is kind of big news. And, you know, it's connected to the, the opening of Tron is that the Walt Disney world railroad has finally opened after over four years of being down. So, uh, Tony, are you a, are you a Tron guy? Uh, we, we spoke earlier. I admit it. I've never seen Tron. Uh, so I'm well, excited I, for the ride. I was I've excited about Tron. I was excited about the technology when the movie opened in 82. Um, it was kind of dull. I wasn't a computer guy at the time, uh, as now being more of a computer guy, it makes much more sense. And it's very exciting to watch. Perhaps I used to own, uh, uh, kind of a predecessor to the laser disc player. It was a it was a different kind of laser disc that I used to have, and I used to have the Tron laser disc, so I used to watch that a, a lot. But um, um, it should be exciting. I just find it weird that there's a resurgence in in Tron interest after what thirty or forty years. That's crazy. Well, I think the resurgence of Tron is because the uh, you have that Tron sequel. track over at Epcot, right? Is right. that the name of that ride, Tron Track? At Epcot. Yeah. No, I'm joking because oh, okay. like Tron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's test track is Tron now. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, I've never seen the movie, but I'm super excited for the ride. I dig roller coasters. Uh, and from what if I've you like, heard, if you like Jeff Bridges, you, you might enjoy that, especially now. It, it makes much more sense now than it did in 82. OK, well, I'm excited for the ride. I'll definitely be on that thing. Uh, and we're we're actually going to be down there uh the at least that's the plan right now around spring break so maybe i'll stand in one of them four hour long lines to try and get on it i don't know we'll see 
but I'm I'm excited for it. Ron, what do you think, man? Are you a Tron guy? Have you seen the movies? Or are you I've seen the movies? I'm not I I was shocked that I mean I love a new ride and that's awesome. I'm not sure I would have went with the Tron the theme, theme, right? Probably would have there's too many opportunities there. Why not yeah. a cars theme with that? Or, True, or, right. Or I don't know. Ron, yeah. look, Disney has changed every single attraction at Walt Disney World into one of their IPs. They're done. They they ran out of IP and they're like, oh my gosh, we got to do a new IP. What are How we going to do? About this movie nobody remembers. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> right. You know, where's um, they're, the Apple Dumpling gonna... Gang ride? There you go. <laughs> like, I, I heard. I heard that Disney's buying Cabbage Patch Kids so that now that they can have a Cabbage Patch Kids IP attraction. like They did that already. That's called Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's just, you know, Tron, really, that's what we're going with. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of people that just love them some Tron. And uh, Oh, I'm sure there is. but Sure, sure. But I was surprised by that. A high-speed roller coaster thing. next to a high-speed roller coaster, though, sounds kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I th I think they're following the the Bush Gardens template, <laughs> you, you know. The, I don't know. I guess so. Although Space Mountain only goes twenty eight miles per hour, I don't know. That's not really high speed. That's uh, that's uh. But this one lights up, and you can see it. Oh sure, it's it's just like Test Track. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So, um, that's kind of it for. That's the only things that I put on my list. I think that's enough. That's a lot of. There are a really bunch of stuff we'll probably cover more as it goes on. I, I understood there was a, a new Disney dining uh, card thing that they oh. use, some kind of credit that they'll give you on a... Like a $750 credit or something. Card, yeah. Or, yeah, depending on how long your stay is. Mm -hmm. Not exactly the Disney dining plan, but they're basically... It, it is. It's like a, you know, like, like a, a... credit card. We love you, Disney guest. Here's seven fifty. You know, of your own money which, back to spend. Yes, you know, you've already spent seven thousand dollars for your four days in Disney. So here, take seven hundred bucks for some chicken nuggets. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can make it stretch. You can make it stretch. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't understand, do you? You wouldn't understand. Well, I sure I would. Um, <laughs> Uh, and you know, there's other stuff. They announced the return of the figment bucket, the popcorn bucket, right? They're they're bringing that back for the um, oh, really uh, what a variant festival of, of the arts, which just started. Uh, I believe it started yesterday. Oh, you okay. can get a figment bucket. So if you paid seven hundred dollars for one on eBay, you're probably a little unhappy right now. <laughs> but um, and then you know what? There is one more thing I wanted to talk about. I just saw some stuff yesterday. So y'all know the Odyssey restaurant. I, yes, Tony, I know you know your your yeah. what nephew, nephew I think worked yeah. there. They revamped the Odyssey restaurant right now. It's called. Uh, it's just for the the uh, festival, festival of the arts that just started yesterday. They've redecorated it, and it's called Figment's Inspiration Station. And, you know, Figment, our little purple dinosaur friend from over there at Journey into Imagination. So they've taken that Odyssey restaurant and you can still get some snacks and stuff. There's like a rainbow cake with frozen Skittles or something on it. You know, some some that kind of funky stuff. But if, when you go inside, if you take a look at it, it is very reminiscent uh, you guys remember the mural that was in the original Journey into Imagination in the loading area? Beautiful, you know, rainbows and all kinds. It was an amazing mural. 
but they've decorated the inside of the Odyssey to look like what Journey into Imagination used to look like. And they've even brought over some stuff from the Rainbow Corridor that you could walk through in the image works upstairs. All kinds of neon rainbows on the walls and stuff over at the, you know, I was going to call it the Odyssey, but it's not the Odyssey right now. It's Figment's imagine, uh, inspiration station. And even, you guys remember the pen table from the image works on the second floor over there? They even reportedly have the original pen table from the second floor of Imageworks over at Journey to Imagination is now over there for you to go play with at Figment's Inspiration Station. So if you guys haven't seen that, you definitely need to go take a peek at that. That was uh, really cool stuff because you know me, I love me some original Epcot and seeing all that old school nostalgic Figment stuff from the original Journey into Imagination was super, super cool. So. Have you got? Did you guys get a chance to check that out yet? Did you see it? I haven't it? seen it yet. No, I'm not okay. seeing it. Well, go check it out when uh, when we're done recording today. You guys definitely need to go check that out. It's super cool. If you love you some 1980s Epcot and you love you some annoying pink or I'm sorry, annoying purple dinosaur, then you're gonna love Figment's Inspiration Station. So go check that. Let's uh, let's head on over to the last segment of the show. This is something we like to do on every episode. It's a little something we call What's Your Favorite? Each week, one of our hosts brings with him a question to ask the other two guys. Those two hosts don't know the questions ahead of recording and must answer the questions on the spot. So this week, I'm going to head up the What's Your Favorite train, uh, and I'm going to ask you guys with the the upcoming and and ron you just found out about this you said you didn't even know about it until just a few days ago with the upcoming exciting news that the fifth indiana jones indiana jones movie is uh coming i believe it comes out in june and we had this big giant long discussion about the indiana jones stunt spectacular i want to know guys what is your favorite indiana jones movie so we've got up to this point we've got four to choose from we don't have the new one yet so we're just talking about the original four or the original three and then plus one you've got raiders of the lost ark the original you've got indiana jones and the temple of doom and then what rounded out the original trilogy of indiana jones indiana jones and the last crusade so i assume uh, both of you have seen all three of those and then there was that Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or whatever that was back in, I don't know, it's probably been 10 years ago or so, 2008. So, uh, wow, 2008, that's crazy. So that was, you know, of course, Harrison Ford was in it, reprising his role as Indiana Jones, but uh, Shia LaBeouf for whatever that dude's name is, yep. uh, he was in it. And uh, so four Indiana Jones movies. So, uh, Ron, we'll start with you first. Of the four original Indiana Jones movies, I know we're excited for the fifth one. Of the four original Indiana Jones movies, what is your favorite Indiana Jones movie? The first one. The first one that came out. It just, it's what set it all up for me. And 
And back then it was just um, made me fall in love with the whole series. And it's just the, it's the Paramount. The original one is your favorite. You like um, old school, original Indiana Jones. Yep. All right. Did you ever wonder why they didn't call it Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark? It is called that now. Oh, did they go back kind of yeah. like they did A New Hope and all that stuff? With, yeah. So it is called Indiana Jones. Right. If you watch it now, it says the, Indiana Jones and uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Interesting. So like if, if, if you're streaming it or whatever. Right. Uh, or, it, or on DVD. Okay. Cool. Okay. Then never mind. I'm glad they did that. That's what it should be. I didn't know that. I guess I haven't streamed it lately. All right, Ron. So you're going original Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. All right. Tony, what are you, what's your vote? What's your favorite for uh, best Indiana Jones movie? Well, you know, again, I'm a Lucasfilm fan and uh, Indy was a big thing in my life. Here's a little guy. I actually just got him this past Christmas. It's a little Christmas ornament of little Indy. Um, I would also have to say Raiders of the Lost Ark was a great movie in and of itself. It, it came out of nowhere. It was a cliffhanger. Uh, there weren't any movies like that at the time in 1981. Saw it many times in the movie theaters. Saw it many times on home video. And uh, it, for me, it's an instant classic. So it was something that that Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Harrison Ford. Th that was the best one for me. Uh, how how do you how can you go wrong not loving a movie that melts the faces off of Nazis, right? <laughs> I mean that that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, that that movie was revolutionary, and that I mean that movie was just you know absolutely love 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 it. Uh, but I'm not going with that one. That's not my favorite. My favorite is actually the third installment, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, it's good. It's absolutely one. love that movie. I uh, love me some Sean Connery. Uh, you know, Sean Connery. I mean, come on. Indiana Jones's dad is as cool or maybe even cooler as Indiana Jones. You know, super cool. Uh, still had Nazis in it. So that was fun. You were still, you know, still had bad guys and stuff. Um, you had that. I even use that line to these, this day when I drive around, I go taxis. I hate these guys. <laughs> well, you, you, you live in new york city i live in new york yeah i can't remember the last time i saw a taxi there you know there's no taxis in delaware as yeah. far as i know <laughs> you you can't go anywhere without seeing a yeah. taxi in new york but uh you know i just love that movie i, I the, the holy grail thing you know at the end and that what that 2000 year old you know knights of the templar guy and all oh that yeah stuff. yeah yeah i mean it's Choose just wisely <laughs> yeah the guy's so old he can barely speak yeah. but i don't know i just really just absolutely loved not that i don't love the the original raiders oh, harrison is great in that one that's a that's a and the fact that that they got sean connery as a doddering old fool to play his father and you know i grew up with my dad and we're about that age and so it was it it, it it's also one of my favorites yeah i absolutely love 
the the last crusade uh it's funny you know there's 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 some places where you laugh all of them i mean i remember going to see indiana jones in the temple of doom many times in the movie theaters too that was i i know a lot of people didn't like it because of the darker elements of it and also because it was just kind of ridiculous but i loved the ridiculousness i mean when it when they came off that cliff and then went down the waterfall and just kept going i thought that was hysterical i just couldn't stop laughing and there's things i like about uh, Crystal Skull as well as so I haven't seen it as much, but there are things I like about that too. You know, you got the um, the little kid from the Goonies, right? Uh, I can't remember that actor's name anymore, but oh, really, he, Phoenix? He does no, no, the one that's in Indiana Jones, the one with the gadgets. Oh, whatever. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, he's who hilarious. Just, yeah, who that just kid. won uh, uh, an award for being best supporting actor? Uh, it, right. Yes, uh, and. And horrible me for not remembering his name but that kid hilarious in the goonies he's hilarious in indiana jones and temple of doom uh love that kid but i don't know i i think i the the banter between sean connery and yeah. harrison ford you know because they're guess, estranged you know they they didn't really get along or whatever uh and you know the banter and, and don't how, call me junior <laughs> yeah that's yeah. a lot of lines yeah you know because nobody is cooler than indiana jones and everybody you know the the ladies love him and they're like oh you know when indy yeah. walks by but the only person on the planet that's not impressed with indiana jones is his, his dad, dad you know yeah. and it's just it's you see a completely different side of indiana jones and that intrigued me uh you know and the fact that in the original indiana jones was inspired by james bond and then having james bond there as his dad is kind right of absolutely cool cool stuff so so that's my vote i love original you know i love the original raiders of the lost ark but just something about the last crusade i i bet you i've seen that one more times than i've seen uh, any of the other ones so i just love that one the, the thing I remember most about that movie, that was the first indie movie I did not see on opening day, and that was because I was in the hospital. So oh, oh. as soon as I got out of the hospital, I went straight to the movie theater to go see that. <laughs> well, yikes. Well, I'm glad you're okay, Tony. I know that oh, yeah, I was riding a horse, you know, and, and <laughs> got underneath the carriage and long story. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But you didn't <laughs> lose the hat, right? I hate these you guys. Lose, you didn't lose the hat. <laughs> hey, you did you? Um, I've got a dumb question. I'm my memory is it was in the original where he had to take the step of faith, correct? No, it's the third one, the one that's that the oh. last crusade. Yeah, that's the last only crusade. The penitent, only the penitent man will cross. That's what that's when he was about to go uh choose the grail. Yeah. The the step yeah. of faith okay. was over. You you couldn't see the right the, the footbridge between the, the two sections there in that cave. The music in that one is really good too. Yeah, it is. I mean the uh there's a lot of of uh, great scenes in that film. The the amazing thing about the Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom is the fact that they aged um, Harrison Ford to be younger, and because that that movie takes place a year before or two years before the uh, right the first adventure. So, but you can't go wrong with an Indiana Jones movie. I'm I'm really excited for the fifth one that's coming out. Do do we know what the name of that one is? Did they release? Yes, it was. I can't remember. The Dial of Destiny. Indiana Jones. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. That's right. Can't wait. I can't wait. All right, fellas. So that just about does it for this episode of the WDW Reflections podcast. Please find and follow us on all our social media accounts. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at WDW Reflections Podcast and on Twitter at WDW Reflections. 
And don't forget about the website, www.reflectionspodcast.com. This podcast can currently be found and played on many podcast platforms. And we'd love it if you guys would have a listen to us and maybe even give us some positive feedback if you love the show. Please do that on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Those positive feedbacks help the show reach a larger audience and helps us grow. Don't forget, you can also email us if you want to contact us that way. You can get us at wdwreflectionspodcast at gmail.com. Any of those ways is effective of contacting us, and we would love to hear from you. And please keep coming back because we truly appreciate you. Thanks for reflecting on Walt Disney World memories with us on the WDW Reflections Podcast. We'll see you real soon. But we'll never forget the triple R. Yippee!